Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. Trigger Man through Brian Chu. Um, Brian used to live down here in San Clemente and, uh, you know, we'd gone to school together and used to skate together and hang out all the time. And then he moved up to Irvine and, and I was playing in a couple bands down here and, uh, you know, just kind of wanted to get into that whole scene up there. And I was just asking him if he knew of uh, any bands looking for a bass player and he put me together with uh, Gavin. And then from there, it was like, was it a tryout kind of kind of thing, or? Yeah, it was. Uh, I went up to Gavin's house um, in Irvine and uh, played with him a couple of times. But I think maybe just played with him once, just he and I. And then uh, <clears throat> he liked me enough to have me come to band practice with Sean and Joe. And, um, <laughs> Sean always tells a story. Uh, I pulled up, they were out in the parking lot and I pulled up and I was blaring uh, a void, you know? So he's like, I just knew from the moment that this guy was perfect for the band. <laughs> I love that. Now, now, now the thing is, you had been into the music, but it would be funny if you had not, and you just sort of picked a band, you know what, you know what I mean? And, and it, it yeah. happened to be, because you guys also covered a Faith song too, as far as I remember. You know what, you're right, we did. Yeah, uh, I totally forgot about that. We only did uh, we covered a Faith song, and then we covered um, you covered a Go Go song, Mirror Mirror in the Bathroom, uh, and then we did uh, Go Go's. Yeah, um, I don't remember the name of the song off the top of my head, but the Go Go those <clears throat> all those covers I always thought were really good, and they were like unique because they were sort of off the beaten, especially for you guys, but just for that scene, like it was off the beaten path. Oh, totally. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we kind of made it our own a little bit. Obviously, you can't take those songs and make them into kind of a hardcore right. <laughs> sound without changing them too much. But, yeah, it was cool. So how, how long had you been playing bass before you joined Triggerman? Gosh, maybe a couple of years. Not that long, really. Um, I think I got my first bass when I was 16 years old, and I started playing with Triggerman. I guess maybe about four years I've been playing. Yeah. And, and why that And why that instrument? Like, I, like, know, I started with Triggerman earlier. I think I was like 18 when I started playing with them. Um, why did I pick the bass? Uh, I used to work with a guy named Ray, and uh, he was just the shredder of a bass player, still is. Um, and I always kind of looked up to him and, and wanted to play an instrument, and he had kind of suggested we, we try the bass. You know, I've got big hands. I'm a big guy, so it kind of just 
made sense. Regardless of how hard I've tried to play the guitar, I can't get past bar chords, like regular chords. My fingers just don't work. Right, right. <laughs> it's a tough instrument, the guitar. You got to twist your fingers, all sorts of weird crap. <laughs> so then, so then you guys start playing playing shows. Um, you, you guys had some interesting shows. Like there's a there's a show where at Spanky's where Joe was sick and he and he kind of like passed out for a little bit. Then there was a show where he played in a wheelchair because he screwed up his knee. Then there was yeah. a show shortly after that where he was playing and um, he hurt his knee and then Popeye had to sing. And then that's um, right. I forgot about that. Wow, you have a great memory. Well, I I just I'm just well. Let's just be honest. You know, you you know, you're going to these shows. You weren't you weren't seeing this on stage all the time. So yeah. it was it was uh, it was interesting. I, I and then there was the show where the riot broke out. I think it was like your second or second like second show with that lineup after the Spanky show that was instead the last show. Uh-huh. And I, I guess my question for you is, what was your most memorable Triggerman show and why? My most memorable Triggerman show? Um, gosh, maybe playing with, um, it was one of our first shows. We played with, um, it wasn't government issue, it was uh, the Stab Band, or Stab Band, I don't know how to pronounce the name. Oh, it was, um, well, there was Wool. Well, wool and but then scream, but then wool was the band because you guys played one of the nights at the Macondo with it was wool and World Trust, and then one of the nights was Drift Again and you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, we played with Stab. How do you say Stab or Stab? I've always thought it was Stab, but stab. I could be I could be wrong. We played with them at uh, Toe Jam. I think it was like our second or third show, and it was that was pretty cool because they were one of those bands that you know I'd had their seven inches. I've been listening to them, and then here I am, like actually talking to these dudes and hanging out, and it was pretty cool. It was one of my more memorable shows. That and uh, playing out in um, Salt Lake City with um, um, Chorus. Wait a second, Chorus. Uh, uh, not Dag Nasty, but um, oh, memorable. Uh, Oh, or, um, it wasn't Chorus, but you guys did go out there. Or I think you went to Arizona with Chorus. We went to Arizona with Chorus. That was fun. Monsoon season. Uh, <laughs> God, what is that band? They play, they're on uh, Epitaph for a bit. Um, Brian Baker and um, the... You have to edit this because I can't think. Of no, it. no, no. I, I'm just, I'm just trying to think. Yeah, they, it was. I mean, I'm other bad, bad Dave religion. Smalley, Brian Baker. It would have to have been. Oh, not down by law. Down by law. Okay, okay, yeah. Because Brian Baker was Brian Baker was in Dag Nasty and in Bad Religion, but he was not in Down by Down by Law. I thought he was in. I thought he played with them a couple of times. I mean, maybe that would be awesome. I, 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 somehow, some way, I have a memory of walking in on Brian Baker in his underwear. Okay. <laughs> he was changing after the shower, before the show. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you guys started recording that record, and I know that it was a an elongated recording process. What was that like? Because had you ever been in the studio before? No, no, it was really cool. Um, it was uh, West Beach, and just the people who had recorded in that space over the years, it just blew me away to be standing 
you know, in the same little bass booth or whatever that some of these amazing 70s and 80s rock bands had recorded in. And uh, it was a cool process. It was a really cool process. It was fun to watch. Uh, Donnell was the um, recording engineer. And uh, it was, it was like you said, it was very lengthy. We were there for what felt like weeks, you know, and driving up to Hollywood a few times a week. Sorry, I got my dogs running around. Being... No worries. Hey, we like, we like dogs. We like dogs. <laughs> um, and so, and so, yeah, because that was a lengthy recording process. Were you done fairly early in that? Like with your parts? I bits up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but yeah, I, I just kept going back just to be a part of the whole the whole deal. You know, John Bunch coming up and doing background, and uh, Jim Brown doing some harmonica stuff, and uh, it was it was cool, man. I I'm so grateful to. Have you know, been like a new guy into the scene and welcomed into this band. And then, you know, here I am recording this record in this legendary recording studio, meeting, you know, dudes from Bad Religion and stuff. And it was, uh, it was rad. So how did playing later on that No For An Answer tour happen? Um, you know, I don't know if they asked the the other guys who played bass uh, in No For An Answer if they could do it and they couldn't or, or what. But uh, I just remember Gavin coming to me and saying, hey, we were asked to go to, No For An Answer was asked to go to do a tour in Europe. And you know, would you be interested in coming along? And absolutely. <laughs> well, I remember before the tour talking to Gavin and kind of just kind of knowing him a bit and just being sort of surprised that he was going to do that. Just because I'm like, Gavin doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would want to go on tour. Like, it just seems like he would want, you know, and I and I also know that back then in the early 90s, touring conditions were a bit different than they are now for bands that go over there. And so, um, like, for you, what was that like? Did you care? Did you not care? Were you just like, hey, I'm a, I'm a young guy. I'm going to, then music's taking me to Europe and I don't care. Music's taking me to Europe and I'm seeing, you know, which I think, either 11 or 13 different countries in five weeks. Uh, how many shows was it? Do you remember? I don't remember how many shows. We didn't have a lot of nights off though. It was, we worked hard. Um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was very fast paced and we didn't get to stop and see a whole lot of sights and things. Everything was just kind of through the van window. Was there a lot of practicing before going? There was a few practices. Yeah. Um, maybe like two or three, not a lot, but, um, you know, I was back then I was playing a lot of bass and, and it was just, I picked it up really easily and it worked out really well. Had you been familiar with those songs before you Oh, absolutely. Did that? No for an answer was a huge band for me. I loved, and I still do. I love no for an answer. And it was just, uh, that was another fantastic opportunity that I am super grateful for. Um, you know, hanging out with the, the mean seasoning guys and, and getting to know Dan a little bit better. Cause we'd always seen each other and chatted at shows. And he always kind of referred to me as like the police officer. He thought I should have been a cop or something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it was, we sat in the same seats every time we got into those bands, it was uh, Gavin up front, Dan, me, and then Travis from mean seasoning. I was the, the freaking meat in the middle. <laughs> uncomfortable being the six foot three you know 200 how did you end up in the middle that doesn't seem (laughs) i'm I'm amicable you know if if 
I'm not I'm not one to, to make waves, so I just <laughs> stop <like> that. <laughs>